Welcome to Money in the Air, the music podcast about neighboring rights, the royalties you earn from the public performance of your recordings and the business of music in general. Brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. I'm Andrew, co-founder and chief royalty officer of Royalty. Hi, I'm Gina Deacon. I work for Absolute Rights Management and I work with record labels and artists to ensure we claim the royalty income due to them. I'm Stacey Haber and I'm from Inside Baseball Music Publishing. Hey, welcome back to Money in the Air, the Neighboring Rights Podcast brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. And we have a really interesting guest today. We have Tarek Alphonse, the Membership Manager at the Ivers Academy. Hi, Tarek. Hey, Stacey. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me all. Oh, it's a pleasure. Um, Tarek, can you give us a little bit about what you do? And then you know I'm going to ask you songwriters, but this is performing artists. But tell the people what you do. So I'm the membership manager at the Ivers Academy. Um, the Ivers is a trade organization based in the UK, representing primarily UK songwriters and composers at kind of various levels. And my job at the Ivers is to make sure that all those different levels have different kind of opportunities and benefits and resources to help kind of sustain their career in short. That's, that's brilliant. And I'm guessing that there's a lot of overlap with neighboring rights because a lot of writers record music as well. Yeah, I'm sure you know um, in kind of the environment that music is, there are a lot of, there's a lot of, a need, there's a big need for, for musicians, music creators in general to wear many hats. So a lot of our, our songwriters are also performing songwriters. So not only do they write music for others, but they write music for themselves. Um, and neighboring rights is something that's always been uh, a bit of a mystical kind of mythical thing um no one really understands even myself really understands what it means or how it can really affect our members and i'm, I'm keen to learn a bit more about it myself and um hopefully take some information back to our membership as well but the easiest way to remember what neighboring rights are are they're the public performance right that sit next door to the same one for composers so mm -hmm. if you're getting your prs for something that is recorded music that's been played in public, you'll also get your neighboring rights. There are other names for it, like equitable remuneration, which hurts my mouth to say. And sometimes it's called related rights, but I could understand why everyone's confused and how it comes up in something that is publishing related because of the overlap. Well, you wanna keep it simple to start off with because it is a confusing area and it's one that people shy away from because they think it is so confusing. It really isn't if you get to grips with it from the beginning. So basically, if you are an artist and you do make a contribution on any piece of recorded music, be it your own or be it anybody else's, it can be anything from vocals to guitar to keyboards, to playing in the triangle, anything at all, keep a note of it. So that's the most important thing is document what you've done, your own works or contributions with anybody else. That's the first thing. Uh, and then join a collection society. Now I would imagine most of your, probably based in the UK and will have heard of PPL, hopefully. That is where my advice would be to join a society like PPL. It's a straightforward situation. It's free, doesn't cost anything. You log in, you need some ID, you need proof of where you live. But other than that, it's pretty straightforward to work through. Get your membership in place, get your contributions logged, and then put a little bit of time aside and start claiming your contributions. Once you've done that, 
they're there in place forever. Keep on top of it and regularly dip in and claim it. And if you make it big and you start being played all over the world, then my suggestion is you talk to a representative because they can source like a deep dive. They'll really go in and they know how to work the societies and really look after you. As well as PPL, they will do that as well. PPL is, is definitely a, a society that I am familiar with, but um, I think a lot of our members, their first port of call is PRS. So I just wondered if you could maybe tell me a bit more about the differences between something like PRS and PPL. That's exactly where I was going to go. So when you register the composition that you've written at PRS, first of all, you had to pay to join PRS, even as a writer, let alone as a publisher. PPL is free. That's the major difference. The other difference is, is that with PPL, you have to register as a rights holder as well as a performer if you own the recording that you've made your audible contribution on. And you have to register the recording first, otherwise the performer can never claim. So if they are DIY artists, mm -hmm. they must do both and they must get their head around the fact that they are de facto a label, whether they know it or not. PRS, on the other hand, will pay the, the writer even if there's no publisher. Right. So that's a big difference. You won't get paid on the recording side. If they're on somebody else's recording, they have to make sure that somebody else, whoever owns it, does the registration as the rights holder, both for the recording of the track and the release of the track. So there's a bit more admin on the PPL side. But again, it's free. So there's no excuse not to do it. Awesome. Yeah, it's definitely something I'll be re recommending to the membership for sure. I think um, that definitely sounds like a, a community that we should be a part of, particularly if it's free, for sure. Absolutely right. And PPL will help you. I mean, they'll, if you do an event and hook up with PPL, they'll come and they'll talk to your writers about it. It's in everyone's best interest. If I'm registered with PPL, are they also looking out for my 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 rights across the globe or do I need to register with other uh, PROs in different regions to do that? Every CMO has international mandates. You can elect for those. So you, they collect from other societies, say Sound Exchange here in the US, will collect off of Sirius XM, satellite radio broadcasts, not terrestrial broadcast, not AM, FM, like it is all over the rest of the world. And we'll pay the PPL member for the collections here in the US. So they have uh, bilateral agreements to collect on international in income. Oh, okay, that's good. That's very interesting. I hadn't known that myself. And I know that we love an acronym in the music industry. Um, what does is, what is CMO stand for, if you don't mind me asking? Collective Management Organization. That's been very helpful and very informative as well. Um, so essentially there are different kind of laws for different places in the world regarding how you collect these these rights? It's short answer is yes. I'm, most of the world functions very similarly. If there were signatories of something called the Rome Convention, then the countries have full breadth of collection on sound recordings. So the U.S. is kind of the outlier in the bunch, as well as some other countries, but it's U.S. is the primary one where we don't have a fully realized neighboring rights collection here. Uh, whereas in the UK, that's so if something is played on the radio 
in a restaurant, true live performance, anywhere the recording is played publicly, then you're getting get paid. Whereas in the US, it's very narrowly defined to internet satellite radio stations like SiriusXM and Pandora. Okay. And kind of going back to what I said at the start of the call in regards to um, me being membership manager and trying to provide our, our members with as much information and opportunity as possible, do you think that it's it's helpful for for some for an organization that represents songwriters composers like the Ivers to have, I guess, a a directory or a list of the different kind of CMOs or different kind of collection societies around the world? Or is there already um a place where members can go and find that? So our members, members of IFR, it's on the website. So any of your members that want to become an IFR member, it's there for them. It's obviously behind this the login wall, but yeah. It's there. And there's a lot of information. Um, three seasons worth of podcasts with questions, um, codicils and will language, because um, neighboring rights can't be inherited unless they're mentioned specifically in a will. So for your older members, mm -hmm. it's really important to get their estates in order. Otherwise, their families will lose those royalties. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's loads of information and testimonials and videos for members of IFR to have a go at. It's a huge resource. Awesome. And um, I guess in the interest of sharing to the IVAS members a bit more about the IFR, IFR sorry, um, can you tell me a bit more about membership? How much does it cost and how do you go about, I suppose, joining up? Um, there are different tiers based on um, how many you are, whether you're an individual or a student. Um, so individual members, it can be as low as 25 pounds a year, but for big companies that have, a, you know, a thousand or 10,000 members, mm -hmm. then it's more expensive. Right. Makes sense. That's good to know. Um, yeah. Definitely. I think something the IBIS wants to do is not necessarily recreate the wheel. So if there's already an organization doing great work in this kind of sector kind of providing this information I think it makes a lot more sense to work closely with them as opposed to trying to do the same thing as them so um yeah really looking forward to seeing how much we could do a lot more to help inform our two communities me too thank you so do you feel like you have a better handle on what it is and how it relates to your writers I think so I think it gives me a great understanding of of kind of how I would want to explain it to our members and some of the different kind of societies or the, the societies that particularly in the UK, like you say, PPL and the others across the world that members should be aware of. And I think what was really useful actually at the end there was to talk about that kind of life of copyright and how things kind of, um, or the life of the right and how things go about moving from the right owner to someone that might be within their, within their family, because that's, it's a big topic of information between our membership as well. A lot of our, our members have been Part of the IVIS for the better part of the last three, four decades. Um, so I'm sure they'll be looking to see how they can make sure they protect their rights going forward as well. So yeah, I find That's that very good. Yeah, good. I'm glad. I'm really glad. Since the pandemic, I think a lot of people that are working music, musicians are just very, it's a bit sick and tired of just having to subsidize their passion by working in something that they don't necessarily want to do. And I think that's what we're keen to do at the IVIS is help make sure that you can make a sustainable living from your, from your craft. So there are two main tiers of membership and you can you can find them on ivasacademy.com. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. The standard membership we provide is £92 for the year or £8 for the month. Um, and the benefits for that are very much geared towards people that are making a start in their career or at the midpoint in their career. 
and giving back to going sorry going back to that point we want to provide things like public liability insurance so if you're if you're performing at a venue of capacity up to i think 300 people then you're covered for that live performance if you know god forbid a light were to fall on a, an audience member quite similarly we provide all our members from the moment you sign up with equipment cover which will cover you for anything that you use to create music and that includes your you know, CDJs, laptops, or any kind of third-party damage in spaces that you used to create music, so your studio spaces, rehearsal spaces as well. We have a discount to the Apple Store, which is quite popular. We do a funding advice service, so if you're applying to places like PRSF, uh, PRS Foundation for Funding or Youth Music, then we actually have a team of advisors that can kind of help guide you in the right way to make sure you're putting the best foot forward, a bit like the conversation we had here with yourselves about how one can learn a bit more about neighboring rights and um, making sure that they're making the most use out of that kind of avenue. And then the other tier of membership that we provide is called a professional membership. And that one is £166 for the year or, or £14 for the month. Um, I should mention for the standard membership, there's no criteria to joining. So anyone can join and you can do that via website, pretty straightforward, very easy. Um, and once you join, you'll access those benefits right away. Um, and then for our professional membership, you have to be a voting member of PRS or a relevant PR or a higher. And that's just very much related to your earnings. Uh, we want to make sure that anyone that's joining at that level is receiving the right benefits. Things like um, how can you get higher levels of uh, insurance cover to help you? How can you get exposed to more people to create more opportunity? Um, something we recently ran for our professional members actually was a mixer at the BBC where we invited down a bunch of commissioners from the BBC and the likes of Amazon and Netflix to kind of come and talk about their projects for next year to give those people a bit of a leg up over the, the rest of the community, I suppose, and how they can kind of uh, make sure that they're putting their best work forward for that too. So that, those are kind of the benefits that we provide in, in, to, to summarize is, is kind of the tangible things like PLI and equipment cover and the funding advice service. We also have a legal advice service, but we do a bunch of kind of uh, pastoral things like uh, webinars, in-person events, networking sessions, and of course we have our award ceremonies, the IVAs and the Classical Awards as well. In my opinion, the best two uh, awards in the music industry. So lots to get involved with, and if there's any any information that anyone wants to find out about the IVAs and specifically might be beneficial towards them, uh, please do get in contact with us at membership at ivasacademy.com um, and, and we'll get back to you right away. That's brilliant. I'm joining, just so you know. Fantastic. I look forward to it. And thank you guys for listening. Remember, go to iversacademy.com to become a composer member. Go to ifr.co.uk. Join and get some more neighboring rights information. And just come back next week. Thanks very much.